In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates the brave romance authors who lean in and really get it done. I'm Melody Carlisle, and we've got some surprises up our sleeves this week. The temple is already in the know, but I want to prime the pump for everyone else. We've been hiding some secrets, and it's work that I'm incredibly proud of. Don't worry, we're on the cusp of unveiling it. But that's all I'm going to say for now. However, there's a new development that's going to knock your socks off today. Jenny and I have caught a Katie Robert, and we're not letting her go. This is Katie's first episode as an official co-host of Bonkers Romance. And it's the perfect time, because we're here with Angelina M. Lopez, the deity herself, and she brought us the second book in the Black Dagger Brotherhood series, Lover Eternal by J.R. Ward. Here we go. Is my mom the only person? Hi, we're giving <laughs> no, up content. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were acknowledging where all of our relationships started and yeah. that Angelina was like the first person who was not related to me to listen to Wicked Wallflowers and tweeted about it. And I was oh. like, oh. a real person I'm not affiliated with is listening. <gasps> and then... I we like met at RWA and she mm-hmm. was like just starting her writing journey. You weren't published yet. And yeah. now years later, the here we are. Day I announced my deal, you and I just was such a huge and such, but it's not on right, but like huge fan of the podcast, Wicked Wildflowers. And the day I announced my deal in Publishers Clearinghouse, whatever, um, Jenny, you texted me and you were like, do you want to be on the show? And it was like February and you and the book was coming out in October. And I was like, oh my God, it was like the 
coolest. Oh. Like I was like, it's happening. Like the career is actually happening. And it was such oh, a love moment. it. Yeah. Meanwhile, so actually, Angelina, you helped me trick Jenny into being friends with me. And you didn't even know it because, <laughs> no idea. because Angelina's episode was like one of the, I just connected with it. So oh, yeah. viscerally, <laughs> you know? And so it was one of those episodes that I could very easily be like, Jenny, hello. Wow. Look at this topical thing. I can say out loud to you <laughs> via text. Like, <laughs> Oh, that is so lovely. Oh my God. Well, we yeah. That the whole reason this, co- this conversation started is Katie was like, yay, parasocial relationships. And yeah. I was like, yes, indeed. Yeah. Seriously. Sometimes because, it really works out. <laughs> listener. I don't know if you noticed if you're not watching the video, but Katie <laughs> fucking Robert is here and it's going to be like a regular thing now. Yeah. Katie I, is now bonkers. It has happened. Yeah. Now it always has been. I mean, I, you know, I just did a tentacle like Melody, except like double time with Melody yeah. and Jack. I'm like, be my friends. It was and a group tentacle. It was a group tentacle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here we are gathered together in the name of Black Dagger Brotherhood. Uh. And we're going to get to that. Because holy fuck, how have we not done a BDB book yet? For real. Like, I was going to pee myself last night, just sitting in the living room reading. Like, And it's not like I haven't read it before, but I was just like dying mm-hmm. at the shit that J.R. Ward gets away with. But anyway, first of all, Angelina, what makes a book bonkers to you? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is the author saying yes and. Like the author just does not put on the brakes. Mm. And if you think about like, there are so many romance novels. There are so many genre fiction. There are so many books. There's so many stories. There's so many movies. And yet consistently we all go to something that or read something or engage with something that we've not seen before. Yeah. And so that opportunity for the artist, the creative to keep saying yes. And, and regardless of the number of stories there are, there's no one individual that's lived your exact life in your exact time, whatever. And if you can channel that into creative experience um, and you do it whole heartedly and you do it, you know, mm. as terrifying it is, but a little fearlessly, it's that opportunity to say yes. And, and I think those artists who can do that is what creates this bonkers experience. And J.R. Ward 100% embraced her id and said yes. And with this entire series, like, oh my gosh. And I think just like tying it into J.R. Ward is perfect because it's like reading it this time. I'm more like studying, why does this work? Like, Mm. why were all of us so drawn to this? Because when I pick it apart, plot point by plot point, it's like, this is fucking banana pants. And like, these just, and you'll understand why in a minute, Mel, but like, it should not work. And it does. And I think it works because J.R. Ward just like leans the fuck into Mm. it buys it herself and has like zero she has no insecurity about this world or her characters she does not give a fuck what you think about oh god who they are they are ridiculous ed hardy wearing shit kicker 
No. Like, like razor phones. Are there trucker hats? No, no, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no, okay. No. You can see their gorgeous variety of hairdos. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love a hairdo. And it's just like so over the top. And if she, I think if she had pulled her punches at all or she didn't like buy into it fully, you would sense that hesitation and it wouldn't work. Mm. But because she just is like, she's like the person at like a wedding who just dances and doesn't give a fuck and goes yeah. so hard that you're like, yeah, you're a good dance. Like you may not actually be a good dancer, but you're a really good dancer because I'm into this. She's this a person that mind. attends every event wearing sunglasses at all times, dressed fully glammed out. And no one even is like, oh, that's a little weird. Everyone's like, yeah, no, you're really cool. I want to be your friend. Like, no, Jared yeah. Ward is the Dolly Parton of romance because she has gotten recently in recent years, like more of like more open about her like actual look. But she for years came to everything with the sunglasses and the hair and all black. And she could like take all that stuff and put on a pink shirt and you would not have recognized her. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be her. I and like how many interviews have we done at this point? And like there are very few people that I have just been like straight up fucking starstruck by. She yeah. might even be the only one where she was sitting like right next to me on a couch in my hotel room and uh -huh. I was like huh, huh, huh. <laughs> like that's Jared Ward and she's got her sunglasses on and she's in like her black dress and her heels and I was like sentences form them get them out <laughs> it's so funny I remember when a friend of mine it was into like I mean it was years ago you like you ended the like at that point Dr. Romances recommended Jared Ward and I remember the first time I picked one up and I opened it and the way the guy spoke these bunch of white guys vampires but bunch of white guys from Caldwell New York fucking like could you have a more like Tulsa Oklahoma sounding Sacramento <laughs> like all of your nation name capital sounding names and these guys and they're talking in this horrible like I, I don't even just, it just sounded like what a white woman would say a bunch of mm. biker gang white guys. So mm. like, I mean, I was rolling my eyes and a chapter later, I'm like, I will die for this author and I'm in love with the vampires and I want to have sex with all of them. I mean, I just dove in. She at literally, I remember opening, rolling my eyes and a chapter later, like I cannot ever get enough of these guys whoa yeah. yeah they're crack i think i almost <laughs> i almost had to retake a class in college because i discovered them and, and i realized oh, i was like no. why don't i have this on my kindle the, this was pre-kindle for me like it and that's weird it's and, and in fact the first book i ever read on kindle was zadist's book like i and because i i like won this research prize contest thing and i think i got like a thousand dollars for it and i used that to buy a kindle and the first book that i read on kindle was zadist <laughs> is this really what you should be using this money for <laughs> yeah. oh yeah in college like do i have loans do i like no i need a kindle because i was going in the field that summer and i needed to take the entire black dagger brotherhood with me <laughs> this was priorities yeah that's designing your life jenny <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, one, I think it was like I just I read the first one and was like, what the fuck is this? Give mm -hmm. me all of them and <laughs> just like didn't leave my fucking room for like 
And those first five boys, I mean, it was even like, she just upped it and upped it and upped it. And then Zetas cries and you're like, my life is over. I want nothing else. Okay. Melody has no idea what's going on. We're talking in very, I have no idea what's going on. What book are we doing? Which one is it in the series? Updates. We will be right back. Oh yeah. We've got a lot of them. Oh, Hey, it's temple update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and Celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com slash temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. Okay, and we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. We are in the Black Dagger Brotherhood world. So just to set the scene for you a little bit the book yes. that we're recapping is the second book it is rage's book okay. all of them I mean, have weird names with extra letters in them rage is r-h-a-j-g-e okay they are vampires they are a warrior brotherhood of vampires wrath is the first book and he is the king rage is the second book they live in a compound together the brotherhood does with like there's like a main house and there's like a i know it just it really wants to be a reverse harem it does not and it was just a little ahead of its time (laughs) somebody has to have written it as like fanfic or something oh that has to exist so they live in this compound they have like human servants. Fritz is a butler who like does stuff for them because they can't go out during the day. Oh, it's okay. Like it. It's, like it's very traditional. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a vampire race and they live in Caldwell, New York. Caldwell, New York. It's fine. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> Why not? So there's like the brotherhood and then there's like all sorts of classism within the vampires. We're going to stay the fuck away from all the extra world building. Yes. The enemies of the vampires are called the lessers. They are these like sentient zombies, essentially, who like they smell like baby powder. They're bad. They want to fight the vampires. What a detail, J.R. Ward. It's really important. It comes up a lot. Wow. I like that. (laughs) And it's also weird because if you just moved away from Caldwell, New York, it seems like they wouldn't chase you. But the location aspect is always so. Exactly. It's like it's like Mystic Falls. It's like Vampire Diaries, Mystic Falls. Nothing yeah. happens outside of Mystic Falls. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing that you need to know is that, like, when we say the lessers are in the books, they have like whole chapters from their POV, oh. and they all have letter names. They're like Mister X and Mister O. 
And this, like, the later books now, we're at, like, I don't know, book 22 or something. We've got, like, different enemies and different conflict. But for all the early books, it's the lessers. And we get, like, a whole probably 20% of the book from the lessers POV. Like, Whoa, doing but, bad stuff. But and they don't ever get romantic and... arcs. No. Okay. No. They're just baddies who bad. Is a four... Okay. Can they do romantic stuff? Or am I misremembering? It's been years since I've read the series. Nothing so... romantic, but bad things happen to them. But oh. no, they can't do romantic stuff. But All right. They, their dicks probably fell off, huh? You did they're... say they're zombies? <laughs> yeah, they don't work. But they have that to, like, come up in the book after this. Yeah. Tell, oh, my God. But these are she addressed it. This book is 441 pages. Oh, I'm a tiny type. So one thing Jar is known for is a lot of side stories. Oh, so we're skipping all the lesser plot that does not relate directly to the romance. We yes. are skipping all the Butch and Marissa plot that come. They get a separate book, but they have a lot of shit in this book. We are skipping Bella and Zadis, though it's going to kill me. And I will mention mm. some of it. All three of us have the same favorite BDB book, Zadist's book. It's the one that comes after this. It's important okay. to note. We did not recap it because it's got a lot of fucking trauma in it. It's just like trauma. The whole mm. book is trauma. Mm. So that's, you know. I mean, it is It is called Sadist with a Z. So. <laughs> it's wild though that that's our favorite books i mean what that's a whole like college course that we could give about it's the broken about. man who's love back to life like not to life but love back to like health oh, yeah. oh. like Eyes change color stop it no he's, he's scarred like horribly scarred oh, i love and a scarred man he has fierce nipples it's so I, skinny he eats an apple really mean like a mean, <laughs> mean apple well and that book also has like the fangs like the i'm in heat but i don't want anyone but you trope which is <gasps> yeah i love that Ew. Yeah, so vampire biology. Yeah, I need to because apples question mark. <laughs> they start as like just like scrawny little dudes until they hit their transition. This their is the vampire warriors. puberty. And when they transition, it. they hit vampire puberty and yeah. they like they hulk out and become these like massive hulking warriors. Whoa. And that's when they have to start feeding. And so they they can feed off of humans, but their blood is weak, so they generally feed off of other vampires. When they feed, they usually fuck. Like, it I is a sex don't hate it. blood thing. Yeah, uh-huh. And <laughs> of course I mean. But they can, yeah. they do also eat. So rage. I'm going to charge in with, like, some shit to catch us up to where we are, and then yeah. we can get into plot. Okay, so... Yeah. Rage was like Mr. Swaggering Bad Boy after his transition, and he went around drinking and doing on drugs and fighting, and fucking. he had this bad habit of fucking other males' shellins, which is their wives. And so, oh, they're old like, ladies. Yeah. 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 So the like goddess of the vampire race is called the Scribe Virgin, and there's whole subplots of like going in and out of Scribe Virgin shit. We're not gonna go there, but she punished him. Oh, he like I don't know, like shit happens. He's fucking someone else's shell, and he kills a barn owl, and that's like her sacred thing. So oh. she punishes him by having a beast 
within him for yes. 200 years. And if he loses control, his beast comes out yes. and goes on like a fucking murder spree and okay. eats everything. And it's like, not good. Like Indiscriminately. A whole lesser, like a whole person. Can't tell friend from foe. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. He can't tell friend from foe. He just eats. I like yeah. it. So is she like an Artemis? Like, is she actually a virgin? Must be a virgin? Is always virgin? Because I would be pissed too. <laughs> <laughs> Weird punishments on everyone. Everyone. It's punishment so funny you everyone. asked that though, because he told <laughs> early on that his, his woman will be a virgin. He oh. gets told his shellen in a, in a prophecy that his show. So it's funny. There must be, there must be an Artemis. I'm trying to think if there is a connection to it, but mm. yeah, he gets told his shellen will be a virgin. Interesting. She, she is, a, we have no reason to believe otherwise yeah. that her title is not fitting. So <laughs> this is the note where I was starting to giggle hysterically. He controls the beast. He has to regulate his moods. And the way that he controls the beast is he either has to, he has to like get it out. So he has to fight or get he the has poison to fuck. Out. Yeah. And he can't just like fight all the time. So he does fuck indiscriminately all the time. As and so my note crazy. is that he has to fuck all the ladies or his beast <laughs> will eat his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> just dropping that there. <laughs> He is wildly attractive. He's mm -hmm. like massive. He has blonde hair that is described as being longer in the front than the back. Oh, I, okay. So, He's got a little bad. I like I'm not it. Picturing like the Karen cut. <laughs> yeah, the cut I have right now. Get it, Rage. Well, <laughs> I'm more than like where it's oh. really short. Oh, the like the Octomom cut. Got it. Okay, different. Yes. He has teal eyes. Oh. He looks like Brad Pitt in Brad Pitt. Legends of the Fall, but like prettier, mm. supposedly. And bigger. How totally. dare. Prettier than that. Totally. <laughs> bigger. Such a oh, pretty doesn't Like have six, name. seven or something. They're yeah. all like massive. His yes. nickname is Hollywood. Yeah. Adorable. All of his brothers call him Hollywood. And, you know, his conquests are legendary. They're constantly like, hey, Hollywood, you fucked both those sisters last night. Like, you're my hero, true. <laughs> Wait. Oh, because they talk weird. True. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how they talk. Because I listened to the audiobook for the first time, or like parts of the audiobook, and man, you kind of skim through it when you're just reading, and then when you actually hear it spoken aloud, you're like, oh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> A white lady from Albany wrote this. <laughs> yeah. And so then when funny. he says, like, there's two, I like, oh, you fuck two girls. He's like, please don't talk about that because it hurts me. I just do it because I have to. Oh, hate it. Hollywood, get out of here. Me. I hate it. I'm miserable. I don't want to fight all the about that. Then fight. <laughs> all right. You made your choices, asshole. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So bringing it right on down to the basement. Let's do it. We meet. Mary. There's a lot of cancer in this book. Oh. Just warning. Yeah. Um, so Mary had leukemia. She gets a call from the doctor. She thinks the leukemia is back. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, she also, she used to work with autistic kids and mm-hmm. is trying to get back to that. She is basically the epitome of goodness. If you were going to like mm. write mm-hmm. just like check every box of like a good person. That's She's me. Mandy Moore in A Walk to Remember. I get it. Yes. You yep. understand. Yes. Okay. So she gets a voicemail She from the doctor. Things are bad. She works also at like a suicide hotline. Okay. Is her, her job right now. Oh, and she's also like a legal assistant. She she just like works hard. Lady, and take a, a nap. <laughs> Tiny napsies. So we get lesser stuff, but we've given you the basics. And then, like Angelina said, one of their brothers, Vicious, V-I-S-H-I-U-S. J.R. Ward with the names. I love it. He has it. like a goatee and he has face tattoos. <gasps> yeah. So he has visions. He is the son of the scribe virgin, which no longer makes sense. <laughs> Loving it. Maybe Surprise. she's never scribed, you know? Maybe <laughs> she's a virgin scriber. Never done the scribe before. So he has a vision and tells Rage that his destiny's coming for him and she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dun, dun. And this is after he's been out at the bar all night, just like fucking bitches. Doing it. <laughs> And you know, town the movie Triple X, Triple X with um Vin Diesel. Yeah, do I know the movie <laughs> Triple X with Vin Diesel's Jenny? How dare you? He like goes and meets the Russians in a bar. They're Russian, right? I don't remember. And they're like trying to impress each other. And then at one point, there's like a big dude with blonde hair and he's got like a leather coat on and Mm. he looks at this little like cave in the corner and goes bitches come and like bitches do just emerge (laughs) out of this little like tunnel to be like oh the bitches are here is that where that came from that's rage i'm gonna have to go like find a screenshot (sighs) of it because it is rage and I, I love it. That is my only association. So he's been doing that. He doesn't want far. to be fucking all the time. Get a flashlight, it. Rage. Shut up. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that would probably work, right? A flashlight yes. like that. It, it would, that would Get do... the poison out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to fuck bitches that don't. It's not like a fucking Popeye arm. It's not your fucking her. cross to bear. He could do both hands. Like if he wanted to change it up a little bit. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Fritz is just cleaning out flashlights left and right. Yes. I mean, get the poison out should be if you like to title sleep. So it's be it. Get the poison out. Oh. Okay. Back to the suicide hotline. Right. We are there. Episode. <laughs> Mary is at work at the suicide hotline and there's somebody who's been calling. And they don't say a word. And this has been going on for nine months. And it's only when Mary's working. And they just, like, call. And they want to hear her voice. And then, like, we don't know what's happening. So it turns out it is a boy who cannot speak. And he shows up at Mary's house that night. And Honey bunny. It turns out, like, he knows ASL. She knows ASL. So she's able to talk to him, and his name is John Matthew. He's, like, an orphan. He's been through the system. John Matthew's had a really hard life. And her neighbor, Bella, comes over. And Bella, as it turns out, Bella is the heroine of the next book with Sadist. Oh. Um, But Bella is a vampire, and 
she sees this like bracelet on John Matthew's wrist mm-hmm. and it's got writing in the old language on it. And she's like, where did you get that? And it has a name. It's like, basically he's got like a fucking collar on with a name tag. It says terror. And that's a warrior name. Terror. So, yeah. Terror with an H. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> always, always every name has got an H in it. Just figure out where and always put an H in it. <laughs> and so Bella calls the, the like brotherhood hotline yeah to be like hey she does the phone tree situation and they're like we're gonna send a car to pick you up and you're gonna have to bring his interpreter so mary and bella and john matthew are gonna go to the brotherhood compound so the brotherhood can like figure out what's going on with this pre-transition it's kind of an unfortunate term now pre-puberty a pre-pubescent mayhaps vampire and so Rage is back at the bar doing his bitches come routine. You know. And they get the call from Wrath, the king, having had this comp- like conversation with Bella that like everybody needs to come back to the compound. Mm. And Rage is like midway through fucking a bitch in the corner and they have to stop him. So he hasn't like gotten enough of the poison out, Melody. <laughs> no. It's not good. It's like he's all stopped up. Mm. He, and you no, know, that's the worst thing that levels. can happen to a man. No. And so they're like going out to get back in their souped up Escalade outside. Oh, brilliant. There's so much name dropping of products in these books, yeah. that, which is really funny now because it's like they have razor phones and like that you're like, oh, that was a million years ago. <gasps> yeah. So they get attacked by a gang of baby they get outside and they smell baby powder and so the lusters <gasps> attack them but rage is here. like he's on edge because he did not get to finish fucking yeah. so his dragon comes out it's a dragon he's it's a dragon it's an eight foot tall dragon <gasps> fucking yeah. eight foot tall dragon is it and red so, it's purple with red. lime green scales i wrote purple it down is even better that purple. is even better yeah, that's not the obvious choice. I like that they went, yeah. she went like a different direction. Purple and lime green scales. It's purple lime and lime green. green. It's every teenager's, like, 80s t- teenager's dream. dream. Absolutely. And so Vicious and Butch, the human cop that they've, like, adopted, get into their Escalade because Vicious is like, he can't tell friend from foe. He's yeah. just going to, like, eat everything in sight. So he just starts eating, I mean, like, physically eating them he totally eat a desk if it's in the way <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> smash murder eats the lessers eat, eat and, then, and then he's just like he has to like recover after yeah because his whole body has like morphed i mean the and indigestion so, alone yeah it's really bad listen you eat a big meal you gotta take a nap you gotta take yeah. a little nap after a big meal yeah. like so it takes him like a day or two to recover after he's changed into the beast. So he's just like uh, naked on the ground and they, uh, they're like, we're going to take care of you, brother. And they like scoop him up and they take him back to the compound. Mm, that's love. And he's like still recovering the next day when Mary and Bella and John Matthew arrive. Mm-hmm. And he's like sort of, bl- he can't see. Yeah, he's like wandering he's, through a hallway. Yeah. So he's like wandering <laughs> down a hall I think he's got clothes on at this point. Um, and he Who? Like, Who hears Mary and is like, But he can't see her. Know? Yeah, he yeah. can't see her. So but he's his like, body reacts. Against a wall. Yeah. Oh and gosh. is sort of like, keep talking. 
and she's like i don't know what is what do you want me to say and he's like i like literally she's anything like, i have nothing to say and he's, he's captivated like, by her voice it's the instant faded mates by uh, just the voice uh, yeah so he's like just say nothing over and over again like just the word nothing and he's all like doing a feel up on her and she's uh, responding to it and he can smell it uh, he doesn't he can't see her he doesn't know anything about her and everybody's hand over her throat but like not just to hear like her vibrations oh oh that's sexy that's good oh wow so he's like he's like attracted to her like an emu <laughs> you know how emus they drum in their chest. Is that a thing? I guess yes. something new. Oh my god, emus have such a soothing drum that they do in their chest. Listen, YouTube it. It's great stuff. It's. I think it's one of the reasons that I love bass noises so much, and like the like the bass guitar of whatever band. Because you are an the, emu. I might be part emu. I never <laughs> thought of it that way, but it's a theory. I like it. Mel is a shifter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god an emu shifter is hilarious please write that somebody oh somebody needs to do that <laughs> <laughs> well now i know they've got like weird sex shit it's great it's great stuff so yeah he like just accosts her against this wall and like bella's on one side being like yo you need to like <gasps> stop she's um, like a human what are you doing and then torment one of his other brothers incredible is on, he's the like military one and he's like son you need to like stop doing that yeah and rage is just like single-mindedly focused on her hand on her throat and he's like if we both ignore them they'll disappear yeah and like stay focused on me and like, one of them is like she is it. not one of your girls from the club like you can you have to and he's like it's not that's it's not, not like that it. yeah yeah oh my god and so they eventually like separate them torment does an interview with john matthew it's a whole thing they're trying to figure out how this vampire slipped through the cracks and ended up like in the human foster care system sure then they all leave they wipe mary's memory clean oh wow they can men in black people yeah yeah incredible that's a huge part of these books okay and so rage is having none of it He's like, I want it. I'm going to have yes. it. I don't care what any of you say. And they're like, no, you like, you're not going to go do your, like, go to your bar, bitches. You don't need this one. Right. And he's yeah. like, isn't there a lifespan thing human. This is too hard. Like, don't do this. Is, is, okay. Wait, is, isn't is, there a lifespan issue too? Don't vampires live a really long time? They do. And she also has terminal cancer. Right. Correct. That's the one. Um, also, is vampirism genetic in this lore or can you change yes. people? No, can... you're not supposed to be able to change people. Yeah. Vampirism is genetic. Um, yeah. Birthing. Okay. I don't think a vampire and human can have. I don't remember. Oh, maybe. I can't remember. They can because like, isn't that how Beth comes about? Like, yeah, that must be. Yeah. Immortal. Yeah, we, we haven't had to figure that out. Jr. hasn't had to figure out. And that the out rules yet. are a little no. bendy because Butch Very the bendy. cop does get turned into a vampire. But there's like latent something going on there. Like it, oh. there was it, it was like the yeah. beginning of the world. Like she's still feeling her way on certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Butch is again. Butch is a latent thing. But no, yeah. the big. I mean, the big conflict is that she's just this normal human, and he's like a war, like the, the knights meant to protect the vampires. And so the conflict in that world, and especially like these lessers are actively looking for vampires right now. So it's just unsafe for her. Yeah, it's bad for them. Like the whole just interaction. Like just do not fuck with a human right. dude or who's 
isn't just like a fucking at the club. Like, do not like, so there's a big, like, do not touch. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because of course, but it has to be. Yeah. He insists. He's like, I'll go make sure that she's not going to make trouble when John mm-hmm. Matthew disappears because they've decided they're going to like bring John Matthew into the compound and like train him as a warrior and wow. whatever. But they need to know that she's not going to make a fuss that he's gone. Okay. So he calls Bella, the vampire neighbor of Mary's, and insists that Bella call Mary and set them up on a blind date. Rage, honey. And and he's like, where do humans go on dates? What is it Olive Garden? Do they Olive Garden it? Is it Red Lobster? (laughs) Angelina? No, God, Olive Garden. It's a vampire. They go to TGI Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) They go to Fridays. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it. It's the best the best yeah. thing ever I love like it. all i can imagine reading the whole scene is like the waiters and the waitresses with like the pins on their suspenders oh yeah flaming hot the the thing that like the thing they carry in them the tray that's like flaming and it's i don't remember flaming onion. yeah like yes like, like yeah. the flaming onion or the yeah, yeah I'll, I'll it's they go he takes to a friday's i love it As it's one does. vampire brad pitt giant brand vampire giant brad pitt Mm-hmm. Picture Fridays. Mm-hmm. And so she shows up not she's like doing it because she doesn't want to let Bella down. Yeah. So she shows up like not knowing who she's meeting. She's like, I'll just like do the obligatory thing and then I'm gonna leave. Yeah, because she's doesn't a nice remember him. Mm-hmm. And so he walks in and she's like, Good God, that man is attractive. Ooh. But like clearly here with and she's kind of assessing the women around. And remember, he hasn't seen her. Like oh. he couldn't, he could only hear her voice. Oh. And so he stops at another table and says like, hi. And the woman there is like, hi yourself. And it's uh-huh. kind of like, yeah, he's coming to me. And Mary's like, oh, of course he's going to that woman. Yeah. And when she speaks, Rage is like, no, you're not Mary. Right. I'm looking for Mary. Where's Mary? And she's kind of going like, oh God, this yeah. is my blind date. <gasps> So she like Mary is very Mary is like in her early thirties. Okay, is very aware. Like a lot of her youth was spent taking care of her mom. Her mom's also died of cancer, mm. and so she has had sex. She has like had you know had a relationship, but a lot of her youth was spent taking care of her mom and then being sick herself. And so yeah. she's very the impression you get. She's a she's a even if she hadn't been through this trauma and this this like she's a plain woman. She's a plain woman and no one ever describes her differently. And she and now she is probably she hasn't got verified she has cancer yet, but she's probably she's had it already. So she has all the scars of treatment before okay, too, yeah. on her body. She feels her body is still weak, hasn't fully recovered from even her past. And now she feels she has it again. And so when he, this beautiful giant man comes in, she's like, he's gorgeous. There's no way he's here for me. And if he is, he's going to turn around and leave. Like, this oh. is the this is a joke of a blind date. Like, this is the cruelest thing anyone's ever did. Why did Bella do this? This Mary. sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then to see all of these other women light up. And when he comes to her to see everyone, all the other women's reaction, like, what's he doing with her? I mean, it, it, you know, she's just internalizing all of this, like, you know, there's no way that this guy is here for me. And he is from the second he sits down, he's like, 
I am 100. Like, so she's very resistant this whole day. Like, come on, man, you've done your charity work. Just right. Quit punking me. Eat your mozzarella sticks and go. And he's like, I really want to be here with you. Like trying to get her to believe that. And this whole, the whole push and pull of this conversation where he literally orders like the entire menu. (gasps) Tell me everything. Tell me. He orders and he does it. He, oh, why did I not say the actual quote? He's like, he says some, like a classic BDB thing of like, I don't remember like what you got here or something. And then he's like, he gets the chicken Alfredo, the New York strip rare, the cheeseburger also rare, double fries, double nachos with everything on them. Oh, wow. That's a lot of food and a lot of heavy food. And then she's like, what do you have? She's like, a salad. I'm like, I guess I'll have a salad. <laughs> At Fridays. He's ordering all of that. I just want to keep saying that. Yeah. I think Friday's <laughs> size portions, Friday's like heaviness. Oh, yeah. Fredo sauce. Friday's grease. Friday's burger grease. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's in it to win it, frankly. He's got to feed the bees. You know what? He does eat entire humans and desks and (laughs) an occasional rock. Does he ever actually eat in a desk? Like, is that a thing that actually happens? I swear that happens because it's in my head. It's in my head that he does eat a desk. And I could have made it up, but I'm going with its canon now. I love it. I love it. Seems legit. (laughs) None of the food in front of him has splinters in it. And so it does have that going for it. (laughs) We think. We think, probably. Yeah. Okay, so she's like, uh, you're a nutter butter. We are not the same. I have to go. And he's like, no, please believe me. So how does this date go? Does she kind of, they talk, he forces her to like, tell him about herself. Mm -hmm. She's constantly like, you don't want to know about me. And then like one of, I think the hostess comes and slips him her number. Mm. And she's finally just like, this is my breaking point. Like I'm, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm leaving. And he gets up and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to walk you to your car. And he like gives her a kiss at her car. And then I think he just like dematerializes. (laughs) (laughs) It's this like peck, but he's just like knocked on his ass by kissing her. And he like his dragon stirs to life. (gasps) Yeah. So he dematerializes. What he quickly realizes is that his dragon gets, I don't want to say turn on because it's giving too much, but like gets revved up. Mm. by her specifically mm. like mm. and the uh, whole idea is that everybody like every time the dragon comes out which is usually because of through violence like everyone is like clear the room that no yeah, one yeah. is safe and so there's this woman that he's so into and when he touches her when he's physical with her it threatens to bring the dragon yeah out. he's worried his dragon is going to eat her face in the bloody yeah. way and everybody else's face everybody else. all of fridays <laughs> right going to eat all of TGI Friday. <laughs> yeah. All of Alfredo. All of Chicken Alfredo. We thought he ordered the whole menu. He did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> so, all right. We've got a lot of plot left to cover. We're going to move. <laughs> he shows up at her house at 4.30 a.m. wanting to talk. So Fucking to rude. On the window because she's awake. He's awake. He's oh, a vampire. It's nighttime. The the night. It's yeah. his day. Fair. Yeah. Fair. And so... He's kind of like, he's just 
he has no filter between like his mouth and his brain and she points this out a number mm. of times and so she's kind of like checking him out at one point and he's like does my body please you and she's like i don't i'm not answering that and and like what are you gonna like why do you even want to know and he's right. like, i'll put my coat back on if it doesn't and she's like i don't understand and he so he like goes to get his coat and she's like no it's fine it pleases me and then he's kind of like yeah it yeah, does <laughs> And so he, like, startles her, and she cuts her thumb, and he sucks it. Oh. And, like, heals it. Oh. And then, like, there's some back and forth, and Mary just, like, will not accept that he's interested. Fair. She calls him a stray dog, basically. I mean, she's not entirely wrong. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. He did feed him one time, and now he's just showing up at her house. (laughs) I mean, that's a J.R. Ward does a really, I think, does a really tremendous job of this experience of being a human woman, being a normal everyday person. Mm-hmm. And Mary is 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 even again, she is dealing with a lot of shit. So her sense of herself, she's trying to be like honest about it. But you know, her sense of herself and her value and her beauty is super undermined right. by herself. And but Jared does a great job of like, what happens if you're a normal woman and this six, seven Brad put, you know, with muscles looks like shows up at fucking Fridays, wants to hang out with you and then shows up at your door. He asks her to call when she asks his name, he starts to give her his vampire name, Rage. And he's like, what? How? How? He tells her his name is Hal. Is it Hal? So- because it's, I think it's like through Hollywood. So like Hal E. Wood. Yeah, Hal E. Wood. So Hal. So Hal. Hal from Fridays, who looks like a fucking god, who's like showing up at your door. I mean, she does this great job of just being like, there's this level of like, you're not interested in me, but she's almost like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, what are yeah. you? <laughs> I think she does a really great job of capturing this vampire who's not comfortable in you know of blending in who just never had to and who wants something and she's just like what is going on the idea of the faded mates what Mm. it would look like i think she does a great job of like this is what it would really look like you would just be like what is happening please stop being so weird yeah absolutely (laughs) wait so in this uh world do the do humans know about vampires or are they like secret Okay, so that's even more. Got it. And it's like a rule. Like, you cannot let the humans know. Yeah, you can't let them know you sparkle. Which is part of the mind wipe. Why they have a mind wipe power, too. Oh, sure, sure. He, like, is very hurt. He's at the bar. His brothers are kind of giving him shit. And he's just, like, sad pants. And she calls him to apologize for calling him a stray puppy. And it also turns out her cancer is back. Like she gets, she's on the phone with him when she's at her appointment. And so he's going to go pick her up and stuff happens and they go for a walk. Like they're on a date. And so they're just like out enjoying Caldwell, what? New York. New York. Yeah. No, I hear no that. what that looks like, but it's a thing. So then they're like kissing and he's getting her all hot and bothered. But he himself just seems really not interested like he's not reacting she's Mm -hmm. like beside herself and so she kind of stops him and then they smell baby powder and you know what that means melody well it means i'm not chafing (laughs) (laughs) there's less they get attacked by a gang of 
feral lessers. Yeah. And he just starts fucking murdering them up. And he like in front of her one of their heads. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you just fucking killed. And then not only does he do it, but after they've done it, they have black daggers. Hence the black dagger. Indeed. And they have to stab the lesser in the heart with a with one of the black daggers yeah, yeah. in order yeah. to like properly off them mm-hmm. or they can like come back or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. And so he, like, gets on top of this guy and is going to, like, stab him. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, you've already committed enough murders. Stop murdering people. And then they're, like, attacked again. And he murders everybody. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. I'm calling the cops. And he's like, you can't call the cops. And she's now like, oh, he's like a gangster. Like, now all of this is making sense. Mm. He doesn't want to involve the cops. All the stuff that's, like, not adding up about him. And she starts, like, freaking out, and he's like, I really don't want to have to do this. But he just, like, wipes her memory of yeah, fair. that part and of the evening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just stick with the kissing. And then... Yeah. yeah. No, I think he wiped that, too. And so, important <sighs> detail, she lost her purse. The lessers have her wallet. <gasps> they know where know she lives and she lives. names yeah. and works and stuff. It's not good. Hopefully not her social security number, because you're not supposed to keep that card in your purse, everyone. <laughs> put it in a file cabinet that's why people tune into Bob's this, yeah. this is what i'm saying we educate people every day here now you know this whole thing is just a psa for that we're like fables where there's a lesson yes. in the story yes. and there's your lesson kids you're welcome <laughs> and that's the end oh yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> back to her house and he just like holds her as she sleeps and he's kind of worried because her purse is missing and the lessers have it and he accidentally falls asleep on her couch and she wakes up because he screams because there's sunlight coming in the window oh no oh and so he goes and hides and he's like don't look at me oh my god i'm hideous i'm hideous he he like the sofa over (laughs) up ends the sofa and so the rest of the scene in this house is like behind the tipped over sofa which is just such this viscerally weird thing like like listen i was about to say does he run into a coat closet and jr ward i just have to bow down again because over tipping a sofa and then making them talk under it is the best (laughs) thing i've ever heard okay as i was reading this i was like we have patron saints of bonkers and i want the the candles i want like, uh, we're a having a word candle yes we i don't yeah. know who else is quite like yeah. there's a lot that i would give candles but Presley cole probably one of yeah. them too because oh, yeah. simone oh, is definitely yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, a candle yeah yeah Maybe, can i put your face on it can we put up your yes. candle <laughs> that would be amazing but yeah I, the, it's already like in the that works where i was Angelina. like you are a a patron saint of bonkers and i just bow the fuck down and so she sees he's got like his face is burned and his fangs are out and she's kind of like when he's like come on put two and two together right like you know what he doesn't really even try like i love that that he's just like oh no yeah vampires babe it's cool Uh And so now, like, they're stuck in the house for the day. She closes yeah. all the curtains, like, gets Yeah, and to her credit, out. she's like, okay, what do we need to do? Like, what? Do, yeah. how do we pull your girls? Like, what do we, like, she just is like, 
Okay. She just rolls with it. Yeah. Yeah, she rolls with it. And I don't know, other stuff happens, but eventually he goes down on her. Yes, that's where I want to go. They're stuck in the that's house. Right. What the fuck else are they going to do? So it's but, getting sexy. Like, first, before he goes down on her, I do think there's this whole scene where she's like, what can I do to help your burn? And he's like, sit on cream. my face. <laughs> Put that <laughs> vaginal neosporin all over my bird. It's sweet. <laughs> ice cream. And so she like gets a bowl of ice cream and is like putting it on his vampire face. And he's oh. like, nobody's ever done that. I'm still stuck on vaginal neosporin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's one of the grossest things I've ever said. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> The, the ice cream story the time for that story is lost i'm sorry guys i tried to bring it back i'm sorry oh, you're Why amazing it's me i'm bad <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. ice cream angelina's got it it's ice cream it's not oh. vaginal news <laughs> story gone story's bad <laughs> <laughs> I could be a doctor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold it. Okay. okay. No. So we're just skipping to her. He we're just going to skip. No, what, really? What are we all? Nobody's going to stop and watch, read the vampire. They're like, when does this Brad Pitt fucking vampire eat her out? That's yes. all we care about. Mm. <laughs> And so he does, and there's a lot of, like, she's insecure, and she's uncomfortable, and he's just, like, coaxing her through it, and he's telling her that she's beautiful, and that's weirding her out, and he's just, like, not backing down. And so eventually she comes, and then she says his name, and he has to just, like, (gasps) bolt. Like, he flees to the other side of the room and is just, like, he turns his back, and his the dragon tattoo on his back is, like, a flame has like come to life yes she says it looks like it's looking at her oh yes and it likes what it sees i'm sure <laughs> listen oh, yeah. here's the thing you gotta know that your dragon's just gonna do a big old snuggle on her you know like come on i i get but the hesitation the has only eaten people up to yeah. this point you know yeah it's not the kind of eating that we're after yeah we don't want to <laughs> test this theory on our faded mate I guess. I'm not going to lie, though. Way back when I read this book, when it came out, like a million years ago, I wanted his dragon to like actually be dangerous to her. I was like, oh, I was like, it's like, yeah. a, like a hide. Like, it's really dangerous to her. Like, oh, my God, they're going to lean into this. Like, I'm very excited. I I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> he has to like protect her. I love it. Yeah, from himself. Oh. Like, mm. Yeah. And then. All these years later, Katie mysteriously writes a dragon book. Hmm. Don't know how it happened. He's <laughs> soft, though. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, but like he's real. He's legitimately worried. He's got a big worry because he wants like she's so soft and in yeah. every way. And yeah. breakable. She's very vulnerable. Yeah. And so he goes to like get it together. I think he might shut himself in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sort of he eventually gets it together and comes out and is like i'm sorry i just needed a minute and she's like you've been in there for eight hours no fucking way <laughs> <laughs> I <have> no idea <laughs> what if you have to pee after sex rage <laughs> and you know she doesn't have two bathrooms in that apartment yeah. she even all those jobs where is she cleaning her urethra sir <laughs> honestly <laughs> the important questions over here Oh. <laughs> and so like 
people his phone has just been ringing incessantly so she eventually answered it she's like yeah. talk to someone i think his name was torment i love it he's like, like with his age okay that's my friend <laughs> <laughs> not the one with just R. we don't know him <laughs> oh i don't know that one <laughs> And so he ends up taking her back to the compound against orders. Yeah. Like, he's not supposed to have her there. It's a big deal that he's <gasps> brought her back. And they're like, what the fuck? And he's just like, this is happening. Like, I will leave and I will take her with me or you can accept this. But, like, I'm bringing her here. Wow. And so he has not fed the sex beast in a while. I was Ooh. wondering about that, actually. Not since he met her, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's really edgy. And then he they're like sort of in his room because they have like rooms in the compound, sort of like suites. Yeah. And so they're in there and I think they're like on the bed and things are kind of getting going. And he, she, he, oh, he comes in like fully clothed. And she's like, is this how you normally sleep? Uh -huh. And he's like, yes. And she's like, then why is there still a tag on that robe? And he's <laughs> yeah. like... Case I want another one. Need to know where it came from. <laughs> and she's like, sleep how you normally sleep. And so he gets naked and yes. it's hard and he's getting into it, but he can like feel his beast starting to buzz. Yeah, so he yeah, like yeah. breaks the fuck out and just like goes out in the hallway, naked, fully erect, standing <laughs> in the hallway. There's a lot of this in the Black Dagger Brotherhood. They're very comfortable with each other. I love so, it. <laughs> Fury with an H, PH Fury, brother, who has like rainbow not rainbow but like yeah it's like rain like multicolored multicolored hair yeah. like a calico yeah. he's out there and he's like fuck bro like yeah he's standing out here fully erect naked like what is and he's like oh and this is my favorite piece of dialogue in the entire book <laughs> don't know why <laughs> he's like why are you out here and he's like i uh don't want to hurt her Fury kind of contemplates this and he's like, you're a big one, but you've never injured a female. <laughs> you're a big one. And like, he's looking at his fully erect cock as uh -huh. he says it. Like he uh -huh. does know. I love and it. You know, that's not the first time with how often like no. rage bones his way through like public places. Like they've all seen it. They have to have, right? Oh yeah. 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 And just like that epitomizes the BDB Brotherhood yeah. exchange where they'll all Love like it. do pretty much anything for each other. There's a lot of like earlier in the book, Butch and Vicious have to like get rage in the shower after he's yeah. turned into his beast and they're all naked in the shower together and like making jokes about it. There's and so many missed opportunities in that series. And Jared Ward just edges us and edges mm -hmm. us and yeah. edges us with it. And then like eh, she delivers a little bit in some of the later books, but we don't get just like the full gangbang that we deserve oh golly out of this scenario she Listen, was doing Jared more Ward. traditional romance than anyone else was like yes TV, i was gonna say human, and and like the whole butch vicious that shows up and is really good like real but it never unless it does in later books i don't know about that but she does more than anyone most I think almost anyone was doing. I was yeah. gonna say, it especially at the time, like it was like cutting edge, like yeah. it was like yeah. scandalous really was. at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely was. But like, vicious I mean, lusts after Butch, and Butch knows it, but is like, I'm straight, bro, sorry, and so like things get kind of weird with them on and angled. off, and mm. 
do, I mean, what she does really do a good job is like this shower scene, like putting him in the shower and to get him like cleaned off and calmed down. And then just like, they do talk about their love lives and they do it like a couple, like guys in a motorcycle gang would do it, but it's still like, one of the things that I think is so compelling about this is it's these huge warrior men yeah. who are showing their interior lives. I mean, they are exploring their interior lives. I'm a huge supernatural fan. And mm. I was talking with Andy J. Christopher about how stupid it is. We were comparing our different celebrity crushes. And I was like, I honestly don't know why I'm so captivated by the show. And she very, in her very Andy J. Christopher kind uh. of like, you know, buffing her nails kind of way. She was like, it shows the interior lives of men. I was just like, yeah, like, you know, if you really have a show that is doing that exploration of how men think and feel and love, this is what this, this series does. In my opinion, I think it is one of the reasons it's so compelling is this contrast between these big warrior dudes and really who fundamentally love each other who fundamentally are carried and these very they care for each other in very very tender ways like oh, i love it yeah, like, yeah 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 it's and like hey yeah and like trying to figure out how do they match up with their mates you know and trying to like facilitate that as much as possible and they all love each other and yeah. are like vocal about it about mm-hmm. how much they love each other Aww. and like it is just it does counter the toxic masculinity that they all should embody given yeah. all the other traits that she gives them like they all walk around in fighting leathers and shit kickers and like <laughs> it's yeah it's it's very sweet yeah. okay so he's not having it he's like i'm gonna hurt her i'm taking he like get me some sweatpants get me out of here like so fury walks him naked and gets him some clothes um and they go out to the bar so that he can fuck some bitches okay so he fucks a bunch of bitches at the bar and he tells her he's gonna have to go do it right doesn't he tell her maybe yeah bold move i know he later tells her when he has to feed but so he gets back and is just like he hates himself he's strung out he's just like i did what i had to do but i hate myself and and she's pissed and he tells her he loves her and it's sir very... yeah <laughs> i'm concerned take a shower like uh-huh. also that yeah <sighs> this is my and confused so... face i do like that though like i like that element of there wasn't an easy out of like she calmed his beast so now yes. he doesn't have to fuck his way through half of Caldwell New York like yeah. JR Ward definitely didn't shy away from that uh-huh. like the the costs of like the stakes she set up and that's awesome yeah yeah completely cuz i i i mean there are a lot of people in the romance community who like cheating is a hard hard limit um so yeah Ooh. yeah it's not compelling at all the what he i mean there's no like you know, it's not titillating at all. He comes back, he does shower right away. Yeah. And he even says like, I think he's there's, she's really pissed. And they start like, like kind of angry sexing. And she's like, why can you do it now? And he's like, because I'm chill. Like I'm calmed down. But now I, now because I've enough of the, the women. Yeah. yeah. I, I got the poison out and now I can, I can be with you. Oh, wow. She's pissed. She's so pissed. And he's like, use my body. Just use my body. And she does. She uses him like a sex toy. Get it. Love it. And she kind of feels bad about it for a minute. And then she's like, fuck it. Let's do this. And so then there's like, 
if they if it's like their mate their fated mate they have a mm. bonding scent and yeah. so he's like do you want me to pull out because like if i come in you right now you're gonna be covered in my bonding scent uh-huh. and so there's this kind of back and forth dirty talk about like is he gonna isn't he and she's like no do it so now he has like bonded with her and everybody in the house knows it smell it immediately yeah and, Wait, is it okay. is it one of those like werewolf now we are together forever or is it something you have to top up? It doesn't it like lets other vampires know that like she's his, mm-hmm. but it's but it not doesn't like, like there's no chemical must. Okay. Of, they have to be together now. No. Okay. And it's not like she's not now his shellin. Uh-uh. Like they okay. still have to there's like a ceremony if they want to do that. Excellent. So the scribe virgin is pissed because he has like gone against orders he's brought a human in he's like bonded with the human and so he either has to leave and get rid of her kind of deal or he has to accept the punishment for it and i think it's like the right r no h y t e no h oh Oh my goodness (laughs) oh maybe maybe there is i don't (laughs) and so he and man i love jared ward he has to let each of his brothers beat him with this like whip. Mm-hmm. And so they take him down to this like tomb where all of their sort of ceremonial shit happens. Okay. They're, they're all naked in my head. I don't know if they're really naked. <laughs> they're got <laughs> robes on, but they're naked like it's a like a lightly tied. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's the stuff. One firm yank away from like exactly what we yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very grapey and open. And so they all take their turn yeah. with this cat of nine tails thing and like whip him raw and he's sort of like losing consciousness but is like no brother do it like just do it Dude, they have yeah. to do it. like all of them have to do it for the ceremony to be through they can't Even none of they them all like hate that they're having to do it to him and so after it's done they're each of the brothers who's done it to him takes their black dagger and slashes their own chest Zadist's cut is the deepest uh, this chapter. Of course it is. It has it to is. be. <sighs> Why do they do that? So is that like a is that like a silent protest to the the scribe virgin? I think it's part of the ceremony. So okay. Feel like okay. They've hurt their brother. They're gonna hurt themselves. Okay. I don't Got know. It. I'm into it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not walking away. You know. But and so. There's been like a bunch of little scenes with Zadist where he's he's like the big scarred rail skinny mean motherfucker one. He describes himself as the evil one. Whoa. And so there have been little scenes where like he's just like being a bastard to her and like deliberately trying to scare her and like saying mean things to her. And mm. when she first comes into the house, he's doing it and just like mm-hmm. kind of doing it to piss rage off, but kind of just like this is his thing. And so mm-hmm. after the ceremony, Zadis shows well, he up. He can't stand to have women around him. And so he does everything in his power to scare them off and to just, yeah, scare them away. Oh my gosh. Anyway. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, but for real. Oh, I can't handle that book. Um, Okay, so he comes to, like, check on Rage. Okay. But, like, doesn't want to tell her that that's what he's doing. So Rage is, like, unconscious, and she's keeping an eye on him. And Mary can tell that, like, there's more to Zetas than he's projecting. And Mm -hmm. she's sort of like, I'm going to go take a shower. Will you watch him for me? And Zetas is an asshole about it and is like, are you sure you feel safe, like, showering with me right here? Yeah. And she's like, 
no, but like, okay, fuck off, bro. I'm trying right. to like give you an easy way of having time with him. Take it or don't. Like, get out. Stop trying to scare me. And he's right. like, I'm not trying to scare you. Like, I can smell it. I did scare you. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> We're all like this. <laughs> like I literally just spent this whole book waiting for the Zetist parts. Yeah. Like it's Yeah. So all right. He needs to feed. Rage needs to feed yes. from a vampire. He's been his body's been ravaged by yeah. too many things. The beating took it out of him. Yeah. He needs to feed. And so she he's like, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. And Mary's like, well, I'll be gone by then anyway. And he's like, the fuck you will. So they fight. And oh. then a chosen who is like a priestess of the scribe virgin comes okay. from the, uh, the scribe virgin land. Totally. <laughs> Weird. Totally. Yeah. Comes back over to the Caldwell realm <laughs> and to feed him. And so Mary sees them like go into a bedroom together and close the door. And she's like, I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah, this everybody has their limits i mean you know the freaking he banged his way through wherever and then now he's doing it again right in front of her fair enough as far as she's concerned i'm sure yeah and so she leaves and goes home but then like she gets bad cancer news and like it's bad and so she like comes back home with him like he gets her and they come home and then Layla is the chosen. And so she feeds him while Mary watches. And so it's a very like, it, she's there, there's no sex. It's mm-hmm. like he needs sustenance. This mm-hmm. chosen is like honored to serve the brotherhood. And right. Like, so the chosen has like Mary sit on one side of him. And at one point she's going to stop. And the chosen is like, stroke him. He's going to stop too soon. <gasps> And so she's like doing a soothing on him and like patting his back and being like, no, take some more blood, big man. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> does he does he go like catatonic while feeding? Like, does he go? Does he turn into a like little, nur- bit, like it's like like nursing, a nursing like, baby? It's like a nursing. He doesn't go catatonic, but he's very like. It's like nursing, yeah. Okay. And she's like, no, he's and he's very aware. The transition that happened, like when he's when he first brings the chosen Layla, yeah, it was just a meeting. The meeting was, I'm gonna need a feed. I don't have a mate, or I can't feed for my mate because she's human, even though you know we haven't figured out mate yet. But totally. Th- this is a this is a business arrangement. So while Mary had the impression that they were fucking around, it was actually he was trying to figure out. How, right. do I, how do I manage the situation? And the chosen are there to feed the brotherhood, mm. feed and fuck them, but feed them if not. When Mary's like, fuck it, I'm out, he, you know, they think that's over. So she goes home, right? Jenny, am I right? Like, this is when this yeah. happened. She goes back to her house. She can't stay in her house because the Lesters know. So she goes to stay at Bella's house. They get all of their house all securated up in case the Lesters come for them. Yeah. And it's supposed to be goodbye. He's there. Rage is there to say goodbye. And this whole time, Mary has been, she's been like, I'm sick. I'm going to go through treatment. You don't want to be there. I don't want you to see that. You don't deserve that. And he's like, he actually says like, fuck you. Like, how dare you think I'm not worthy enough to take care of you? Oh, wow. Like, and I mean, he's, and she's just this whole time that has been her drumbeat. And each time that she's essentially is, is trying to say, you don't want to do this. He reads it as you don't think I'm good enough to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because I've decided, I've already decided. So it's this final movement where he's like, you know what? You, you think you're going to be fine or whatever. He says something about like being okay. Like mm. I, I, I'm not going to be okay, you know, but whatever. Oh I'm out. So he leaves and he goes out and there's like, I don't know, a fountain or a pound, a, a pond or something. I don't know. I remember water. He starts hearing um, feet running, <gasps> like running like, through the house and <gasps> Through their front yard and out the back door, and he turns around and she like leaps off the porch into his arms. Ah! And just and she's like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And then that's it. Like that's a big romance. Oh my gosh. uh, Like it was such a good moment. Like I'm she's like, I'm not okay. (gasps) You know, and so it's it's her making her finally accepting his devotion, his willingness to take care of her. Right. And so when they go back to the compound, it's we're together now. He's going to start treatment. He's going to take care of her. So when they meet with the chosen one again, Layla, it's, he's like, this is a business arrangement. Mm. I want as little intimacy with you chosen one as possible. And so they have to all set it up. And so when he's feeding, Layla's like, he's going to quit because he senses your discomfort before he's had his spell. So like, so yeah, it's this whole like threesome. And Layla's even like, I'm here to serve you both. Like, yeah. Mary's like, no, thank you. Thank you. No, missed opportunity there. Not really my thing. (laughs) That's so cute. Wait. Okay. I'm sorry. I just have to get this. uh, It's been in, it's been just buzzing around in my brain. His penis doesn't cure her cancer, right? (laughs) Does that? His doesn't, but we do have magically cured cancer coming. (laughs) Okay. So his it's penis not his does penis, cure. Right? It's not his penis. It's a metaphorical penis. It's a big one. It's a big one, but it's never cured anybody of cancer. <laughs> Says Fury with an H. <laughs> so, okay. Now, they're like sexing it up and he's worried because like his dragon wants Mary. And, yeah. and she's like, let's try this. Like, you know, I think your dragon's into me. I don't think your dragon means me harm. So to his brothers, he's like, I need chains. I need big fucking chains. Chain me. <laughs> oh. And they're like, what kind of chains? And I think he says like, <laughs> like what you would use to attack, like a truck to a tree or something. Like, I don't remember, but it's yes. very like... Big. And so, Biggins. and this is another example of like they go to each other with their sex problems, and they chain it. him down, and then they all kind of come out of the room. Yeah, they chain him naked to the bed, Gotta. and they come out of the room, and they're like, "All right, he's ready for you." Like they, everybody is very, they're very supportive. I love it, and they're all gonna wait out in the hall because they're like, we need, to, "We need to come get you." Like, right? You. They're like there. They, yeah, very supportive bunch. Wow. And so she fucks him, gets on him, and just, like, fucks him, and his dragon, like, takes over, but he doesn't mm-hmm. change. Like, he doesn't yeah. shift into a dragon. This right. opportunity. How <laughs> does that work? No. He just, like, it's shifts like his, dragon brain? Yeah, his dragon is, like, aware, more aware, but okay. rage is like, still why like, why yeah, okay. he, like white eyes, and his voice gets really like tenorous or something. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay, and it's like a hip slapping together kind of. I really hope people are watching this on video. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
like a piston. Oh my god. He's chained down and she's like, this is freaking her out. This is not her like deal at all. And so she tries to get him inside her, but she she's not wet enough. Like she can't. And he's oh. like, well, just he's like, come up to my mouth. So then she has to like crawl up and like get, yeah. get on his chained down face. Yes. I mean, you might. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds right. I don't right. want to miss really <laughs> underlining and highlighting that mm-hmm. portion. Mm-hmm. Like it is in my book. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Angelina. <laughs> uh... So then she is enough. Yeah. Okay. So there's like a lot of plot stuff that I feel like we can, we, we've covered the important stuff here. She's kind of told to put her affairs in order by her doctor. Pretty intense. Ella gets kidnapped by the lessers. The lessers like come to Mary's house. Mary's in danger. Rage saves her. Rage's beast comes out to like, kill the lessers because Mary's in trouble. And the brothers are there. And like, I think Zadist is going to like protect her and sacrifice himself. Just want to note that. Um, (gasps) Yeah. yeah. And so Uh they're like, get her out of here. And she's like, no, fuck off. Like, this is my dragon. And he is like a submissive puppy dog for her. Oh, like a stray puppy. Like, Mm -hmm. like a. Yeah, yeah I, think Katie. I think she calls him like, hey, big guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she basically like boops him on the nose. Oh. Where like these big hulking warriors are like, go hide in the Escalade. Totally. And she's like, no, I'm going to miss my booby do <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she fucked that dragon. So like she deserves to do a boop. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You won't, like it's hers now. Uh-huh. It belongs to her. She marked it. And so there's like a whole thing where... Rage is going to save her, and so he goes to the scribe virgin and is like, I will keep the beast indefinitely. I will give Mary up, because that's what the scribe virgin has wanted her him to do, because she, like, shouldn't be part of his world. Mm. I'll give her up, just, like, heal her. Like, yep. make her safe. Yeah, I will make the ultimate sacrifice here. I will live with this thing that I hate forever. I will give up the woman that I love as long as you see to it that she's safe and healthy wow and so mary appears at the mansion and so the scribe grant virgin grants it okay yeah yes. you get that wish now go and you're never she she doesn't remember you you're never gonna how see does jr work right her way out of this so the scribe virgin explains to mary that since mary can't have children as a result of her cancer treatments that she doesn't think it's like fair to take rage away from her as well um, because she's already had such a hard life and whatever and so the scribe virgin's like sense of justice is that like she's going to be allowed to live without aging for as long as she chooses and be with rage oh shit so she's sort of immortal and the, the scribe virgin is like you'll probably want to live as long as rage does and then you'll be done with this sure kind of deal yeah and so that's that's basically the end of this. Holy shit. Why? Well, she shows up back at the house and Rage is like in mourning. Like his brothers are helping. Like they, he thinks it's like she's gone to him. And yeah. she, so the brothers are helping and he's like in mourning. Like, and she shows up and he's like, oh my God, you can't be here. Like if I see you again, you might get your cancer back. Yeah. And she's like, what are you? What? He's, it's like, why is everything black? He's like, I'm in mourning. And I mean, really, like, the scribe virgin punked him is what she did. Oh, she was like, I'm just fucking with you. She's fine. You guys can be in love. 
Oh my God. I love it. it. What a benevolent <laughs> scribe virgin. Hey, question. Where did that, where does, is she the virgin that's in his prophecy? Who's the virgin? So she's Mary's- now like, I think it's, it works because she's now like a new being. Okay. Oh, so she's like a, like a Christian virgin. Yeah, she's a born like again born virgin. Again. Thank you, born again. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> she's also like, she was a dragon virgin. She was a dragon virgin. So maybe. Yeah, right. All right, fair enough. Like they, they have to do, like do it with the dragon at some point, right? Like, like maybe like. How do you they, not they, even like, test it out? Tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, they may not put it That's in the book. I'm saying. But you, you don't have a have a mate that has a dragon inside him without like oh, wanting to wow. take that for a ride at some point. Just so, like, <laughs> I mean, play around yeah. a little, just a little bit. <laughs> when they get another book, like Jared oh, really? is on a full like we got all the brothers, we got extra brothers, we have the new young class of like kids that are in the training academy yeah. whoa have like, a right, like john matthews and, and like the blade bl- blade blaine blade, blade I don't know. I the, the boys blade. what the fuck are their names it doesn't matter quinn i only anyway. read through revenge with his dick spike <sighs> thing. Barbed barbed, penis barbed. melody wowza barbed penis how did that happen it's a little underutilized if i remember correctly but it's been a long time so maybe i misremember okay no it's Okay, he is a drug dealer okay. who wears a fucking fur coat. Has a I've been to it. Right? the club where Rage gets all the f- pussy. All them bitches. Yeah, he's like the club owner, drug dealer, wears a fur coat. Revenge with, a, with an H. Revenge with an H. <laughs> he's like part some other thing where he like... He's an empath. Like Sphinx? Oh, this yeah. empath thing okay. that can like, his vision turns like pink yeah. and he can like siphon people's feelings or something he's not like a succubus is he it's that kind of deal but it's it's, called something else else, and so it's teased for like six fucking books that this guy is this just like swaggering badass and he has a barbed penis and so like katie (laughs) little jenny was just wait little jenny needed to know i think i like i called out sick from classes that day getting me some barbed penis and then he's with this like nurse i don't remember anything about his love interest all i remember is being like disappointed about the barbed penis that's all i remember that the book doesn't use the barbed penis because he doesn't want to hurt her oh come on i'm over here like barb her barb Barb her up you don't know what she likes till you try it that's right (laughs) (laughs) with consent of course of course but like yeah yeah but like let her make that decision right the 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 kid from this one john matthew turns into a warrior in the next couple of books and he ends up with revenge's right hand his name hex sex sex and she's this like badass muscle tank wearing like buff woman who i have has the the things the the things that i see i I didn't love that remember enough is that what an arm cuff what are you talking about? No, it's like a barbed arm cuff that like cuts like into cuts her because in, she's like she's... the Celise thing that you can wear yeah. on like your thigh. Yeah. But she oh she, like, maybe she does have it on herself. her thighs. Maybe I just am touching my bicep yeah, maybe for no it's reason. On her thighs. I don't know. It's been I a long time since I've read that series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Zeta's wow. favorite. It comes right after this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go read it Next immediately one. because I'm an addict and I have to <laughs> no. have it. 
Who how is Zadie's can... love interest? Bella. 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 So the next door oh, neighbor. Right. Okay. Vampire. He rescues. He does a rescue, <gasps> and then and like vampire ladies like go. They they don't procreate all that often. Like it's a whole okay. problem. And so like, but when they go into heat, sometimes they can only like deal with the attentions of a particular person. Yes. And so like somebody else goes to like service her essentially. So she's not like suffering. And she's like, no, I only want him. And yeah. oh, Fury, Zadist's twin brother, Fury, oh, he, who is yeah. celibate and also in love with Bella. He's like willing to sort of sacrifice himself to be oh. like, use me. And she's like, I can't, I need him. Gotta be and Zadist. so Zadist is like in the pit, which is the like, guest house where butch and vicious live not fucking each other yeah so, you know maybe they are we just never know maybe they're just private about, about it they play a lot of pool and wear each other's underwear it's okay they but like like he can't like see her face so she's like it's fine just take me from behind like it's a whole thing like it is a whole oh, thing but when this is, she's like in her needing and it, it, it Im- impacts everybody like everybody can feel it and like everybody <laughs> wants to fuck because she's yeah. in heat and like so pheromones. the brothers are all out in this other house with Zadist, and they're all just like drinking themselves unconscious. And yeah, because they like, oh yeah, because it like compels them. It yeah. compels them to want to yeah. be with her, even yeah. though, you know. So they're like, we have to be. They're like strung out. Oh my like, god! Like, like, yeah. one, pain. one guy's like one Zadis naked do something. One. Yeah. <gasps> And he's like, I'm not. So Vicious is like, fine, I'm going to go do something about yeah, it. If you're not going to put her out of misery. She's suffering because of you. I'm going to handle it. And he makes it like three steps before Zadis just like crushes him and is like, God damn it, I'll go do it. But the rest of the brothers have to like stay out in the guest house and they wake up the next morning and they've all just been like, they're like all naked. They've done nothing but masturbate and drink all night. <laughs> is it only a day or I thought it was like three days. I might have just made it up. Probably three days. They're probably on like a three day bed oh my god of just like i mean that's the highlight of that and then it's just angst it's just angst and pain and and when bella's like because bella's like it's this fog and she and she like comes and then like she like rest for a minute it's like it's like labor pain like (gasps) she comes and then she's like latest it's back and like (gasps) he has to keep like her he wants to keep fucking her <sighs> like he and then the mom just like leaves yeah he's got so much trauma and a lot of it's like related to sex stuff and oh, no. and so he like he's just like i can't so she's like take me from behind like however you need it i just like please do it and yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot but she's like riding she's in pain so he has to like hold her down finally yeah. like fine yeah. let's yeah. just do it on your like i'll just but he like can't get up by the end he's so exhausted from fucking her at the end of this needing and she's emaciated he's like a mate she feeds and he's like emaciated and he goes like crawls to the fridge and he's like <laughs> emaciated and one of his fr- his brother sees him and is like dude you look horrible yeah. he's like picking out like food and like sniffing it like is this good enough or he's making this huge like and he turns oh should i say this as a spoiler yes he turns and from the back he's like completely emaciated drained whatever and he turns and looks at his brother and his eyes have changed back to their like real color Wait, they're like yellow when he's like they all went right? black and they've turned they're back black. to yellow yeah because furies are yellow too yeah he's like uh, what is it and he's like what and he's like your eyes they've changed back like to your real color like oh 
He's just like too exhausted to even care. Oh, but what I was saying is he's like so exhausted he can't even move. And he's like, just get on top. Like, fuck, like, fuck me. And she's oh, like, wow. no. And he's like, I can't, like, just, it's fine. I'm too tired to care. Oh, but wow. But he keeps getting reactions because of her chemicals. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like Viagra in the air. That's amazing. It's like one yeah. of my favorite sequences in any romance ever. Yes. It's just. Yes. Especially like, because like you see some of their interactions in like book, this book and Rage's book. And like Belle is interested in him and he is like, fuck off. Fuck yeah. you. Bye-bye. Like he's really mean. And so to like, then he ends up being the one that like, while she's gone, like he feels really guilty about it and stuff. Like it's a whole, it's, it's angst. So angst. Well, she's been kidnapped and stuffed in this like hole in the ground. Yeah. And so oh like, my God. for a while, for a while. Yeah. Like she's been like tortured and oh, no. like held by this lesser. And they finally found where she is. And like Zadis is losing his fucking mind and none of the brothers understand it because he's never acted like this before totally. and so they're like i love how we're now doing a zetas recap only to this part it's fine <laughs> they've like found it and they're like it's booby trapped like you can't go in there they're waiting for nightfall and it's like not even fully dark yet when zetas just, just like, <gasps> fuck this and like dematerializes to get there and goes in he gets like shot multiple times Yes. Like booby traps and is still just like i don't care and like scoops her out and single-handedly saves her and they're like brother you've been shot like hand her off to somebody else and he's like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was one of those stories that like sometimes when you have that build up like with revenge where you're like oh it wasn't quite what i wanted with zetas it was exactly what i wanted Aww. and what i needed and like that book i read it so many times it fall apart yeah thank <laughs> you yeah, it's an interesting, I mean, if you think, it's, it's really easy to like, you know, step back at Dare War books and kind of like the pairings can feel a little, I don't know, but then just even how this conversation is like who she's pairing with who and how she's going about doing it. And Bella was a really healthy person, like a healthy vampire, came from good side. She had kind of her issues. Isn't Reven is Revenge her brother? Or is that Marissa? And No, isn't Revenge no. Bella's brother? I don't remember. Anyway, she's a he relatively healthy person when she gets kidnapped and revenge because revenge is like fuck you get away from my sister yeah. oh, oh i forgot about and that revenge is her brother yeah i thought yeah. so she's no a really healthy him. person she's unhappy yeah. with certain things in vampire society but when she's you know when she's kidnapped she goes through a trauma that allows her to understand Zetas better who's been very like hands off of me right but she was just really interested in him she wasn't really sure why she was so compelled and so you know it is trauma to trauma but at the same time she is come from a healthier place where she can process yeah. it better yeah and it does but it creates there's a there's this empathy between the two of them how she pairs people is it's pretty well yeah because like her initial attraction was like oh bad boy and yeah. then after she like goes through her stuff it's like she's more able to like connect on him as other than like just a stereotype that's like right. a sexy bad boy it's like oh i we i understand you better and you are yeah. I, I see you kind of thing i love oh, and i see you i love and i see you <laughs> yeah very much and i see you yeah oh my gosh like oh i can't, I can't. there's a, like, there's a my part at the end that i can ever. like i can i can like just open the book read this one page and start sobbing like mm -hmm effortlessly oh my god so effortlessly uh, okay. i could think about it i could probably get it going right now <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that my aftercare is zadist's book 
Like, fair enough. <laughs> we've just spent, I don't know how long talking about it. Oh my God, we talked for so long, you guys. <laughs> okay, mine, that like must fuck pheromones in the air, like fuck fest really, really reminded me of Ruby Dixon's Willa's Beast. Uh, it's the it's the third Ice Home book. And it's one of my favorite because um, the, the heroine, is the only one who treats the hero like he's an like an ascension entity. Everybody else is like, no, he's he's like grafted together to only be a gladiator and stuff, and like he's just dangerous, and we can't wake him up or whatever. And Will is very like, fuck everyone. He's a person, and so she she sort of like they sort of kidnap each other up into the hills and it's wonderful. I think technically he kidnaps her, but she's very down. <laughs> and then their cooies happen, but because he's Mr. Graft, his genetics like cannot reproduce. And like the cooie won't stop until a baby is implanted in the uterus. And so they're like, they could fuck each other to death <laughs> and because she just, she'll never get pregnant and they will always be in heat basically until she gets pregnant. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Dixon. Ruby, Ruby Dixon. <laughs> Ruby Dixon knows what's up is what she does. <laughs> so that's my aftercare. If you want more of that. <laughs> yeah i love how we're all just sitting here like oh fuck yeah i i just i love that when like an author sets up that sort of situation and doesn't shy away from it because the we have to keep fucking thing can be so inconvenient that it, like when if they're like in danger or something like leaning in is always so satisfying as a reader because i'm like oh I, that was a hard choice you made that yeah. was a hard choice and you did it and i'm so proud of you and i'm loving it yeah 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 <laughs> absolutely anybody else have aftercare yo yeah i have been reading fantasy i've been reading I, the city of brass that oh god i can't remember the author's name it's essay something um it's like fantasy character forward like gin it's she it's like um Ooh. oh it's so good like i don't binge usually i can do two books and then i wander off and like i read the first two books in the trilogy and i was like well i'll just like read some like olivia dade and like come back and it was like no mm -hmm. i can't i cannot i have to read it all because it's like you have the jinn and the tribes of jinn that have been like around forever and stuff but like they live for a really long time and also they have all these generational enemies with mm -hmm. each other and so it's just like, it's these three points of view characters and the way that they are weaving this story is so like, it hurts. It hurts so bad, but it feels so good at the same time. Uh. Cause it's like, it's like, cause you, you know, you have like the warrior who was enslaved, like the way that genies are enslaved yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, but he like did like war, big war crime back in the day. Okay. And, but he's back and nobody knows why. And it's because like this, this tribe of their people who they thought died out who are healers, like there's one in there in Cairo for no reason. Nobody knows why. And so he like delivers her back into this magical city, but like he can't escape his past. And like mm -hmm. the city is now ruled by the people he was trying to do an uprising against that like helped oh, him wow. get enslaved. 
And so it's just like tangled. And even though they like all these three people in the center of it, and the prince is one of the three people care about each other to one degree or another, they just keep making choices that oh. keep causing problems. And it's so good, like, but not in a oh, way that's so like irritating. Twisty. Yeah. So I'm reading the third book now and it's just like, I kind of think I see where the author is going. And if they go in this direction. Oh, you're like anticipating it. Yeah, a bunch of people recommended it to me. Thank you, everyone who did, because I am inhaling it. Oh my God. I love it. I, I thought mine. I yeah. So I've been watching the new season of The Boys, which oh, it's, yeah. it, I had watched the first season and I I mean I kind of like ripped my teeth in the first season. And then second season, I watched like one episode and I was like, I'm out. I just oh, really? it's too much it's for me. It's really intense. Yeah. It's very intense. So I started watching season three because Jensen Ackles, who have already super mm-hmm. have supernatural, have already talked about, he's in it, and I'm like, I guess I got to watch the show now. My whole like family loves it. They've always been watching it. So I start watching it and the first 11 minutes, there's a giant penis on the screen. It's a le- literally the set is set that was an 11 foot high, 30 foot long penis that a little termite man goes into. And the whole joke is like, if Ant-Man had done this to Thanos, then the, the, the MCU would have Oh my God. Hot. They went with the Thanos, the, that meme. They went with that whole, like, yeah, little tiny man goes into the urethra of a <laughs> in the first 11 minutes. So that's the first 11 minutes. And it's fucking, like, wildly hysterical and gross, yeah. gross and, and horrible. But then it's a ton of characters and a ton yes. of different things happening and all of this stuff. But it's these five-minute scenes of these, these amazing relationships and challenges and this bonkers scenario but it's so interesting and compelling because it's Mm -hmm. about these people trying to figure out how to be their best selves in this horrible situation or how to be their worst selves and be able to live with it Mm -hmm. the acting is so crazy good the the interactions are so lovely sometimes like and the pacing is right on where it's like horrible but then something really fuck really funny happens or really bizarre like the pacing is dead on it's I, and again i watched it but still season. just sitting here like somebody's in a penis it's and so then somebody's in a penis and I then watched... somebody gets their head exploded and it's like they had oh, yeah. to come up with a whole like choreography for how disgusting they were going to make the human body when oh it yeah bodies explode all the time in the show but oh, the craziest one thing in season like, one, one, a head explodes while a lady is riding a mouth to to completion. Yes, the one, that's the um, one. She, yeah. this is a, this is a, this is she does ride his face until, and then you're like, but strong. what are they going to say to one another? Because they're like superheroes. They're, they're like superheroes, superheroes and anti superheroes. Like yeah. don't because the superheroes are evil and bad and awful. And Jenny, crazy. you know how you yeah. talk about smothering someone with your thighs, and crushing a man's head with it's my like thighs. She, yeah. yes, that's <gasps> literally <laughs> what literally happens. crushes. Oh. But then, like, like oh. the next scene, you're like, oh, what a cool. tender moment these two people are having. It oh, is yeah. bonkers. Oh yeah, insane. I want to be able to do that. I want to be like, I want to explode shit. And the next thing I want people to crying because they're like interacting about their lives. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Angelina, your book is one of our book club picks for June and you must talk about it before we can sign off. Yeah. I mean, you say that you want to do bonkers things, but we do know that Sierra Simone texted you after reading just a tiny bit 
of yeah. after hours on Milagro Street. So yeah, yeah maybe you should talk about it. <laughs> well, it was funny when I pitched the idea to my editor, I was like, I want to keep my high heat, but I want to do small town and I want to do diverse. My, uh, my, I am from Southeast Kansas. I'm third generation Mexican American from Southeast Kansas. And I was like, I want to tell the story that there are these large populations of Mexican Americans throughout central States. And that, yeah. that have been here since the early 1900s. So I said, I want to do small town. I want to do diverse and I want to do high heat. And my mm -hmm. agent was like, Oh my God, it's Hallmark. Hallmark with fucking like yes. <laughs> that was her like Hallmark with fucking. And I was like, exactly. So when I was developing the first book, I was like, are they going to have sex in the first chapter? Yes, they're having the sex. answer is always yes. 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 So, it I, possible. Yes. That Angelina. makes me so happy, especially in a trad book like that. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. More fucking it, in trad books. <laughs> people were like, whoa, whoa. And so, but the, the you know, obviously the, the sex that they have in the first chapter sets up the complications of like everything else that mm. happened after it. So anyway, it's a badass Latinx bartender, Mexican-American bartender who comes home to claim the family bar. There's a multi-generator, her grandmother and her grandfather started a family bar 40 years ago in a small town. She has essentially quit her job before she got fired from her job because of this thing that happened, mm. comes home to claim the family bar and finds there are tenant rooms on the second floor of the family bar. Her little Never. small town in, in Kansas, it's a declining little town in Southeast Kansas. Um, so the family bar has now turned into the family dive, but you know, everyone goes there. It's this gathering place for her people. And yeah. you know, before 8 PM kids and families after 8 PM, do what you want, have a good time. Mm -hmm. Comes up to claim the family bar. There's tenant rooms on the second floor and finds a professor is living on the second floor, which is like mm. professors don't live on our second floor, especially oh, not this oh. big, hot, obviously like looks like he's doing pretty good in his life. What in the fuck are you doing here? Right. But Hey, I've had a long drive and you're here. So stuff happens in the first chapter yes. but she finds quickly that she has plans for the family bar. He has plans for the family building. Her <gasps> grandmother is in a situation where she needs to sell or is, might be being forced to sell. And mm. he's like, I have an idea. And one of that idea is to build a museum. He's a history professor. He's in charge of the historical society. And we could take this building, this historical building from this historical neighborhood that is long, you know, Mexican-Americans that have been in this country a long time and talk about their story. Mm -hmm. And she... My baddest bartender absolutely does not believe him, doesn't trust him, doesn't yeah. like him, and wants him, which is the most irritating thing that could possibly happen. Uh. So these two people who are intensely at odds from go, part of it is because they absolutely just want to devour each other and yes. can't. She ends up also having to stay in one of the tenant rooms. So there they share a wall, which the two big iron bedsteads are right up against each other. And so every creak and move they can hear of the other person. Mm. So I've been calling it just one bed-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bed That's well, amazing. I to that he's like a buttoned up nerdy professor. Yeah. But he can talk very dirty in the bedroom. I mean. <laughs> very quiet. Outside I mean, Angelina wrote it, you know, it has oh, to be cool. the big reveal is that she's not, well, he's not what she expected in any yeah. way yeah. and they end up having to work together to both save the family. Goodbye, and that's my favorite part of this dynamic because 
you know, a lot of times when people do this, it's because the two characters want opposite things. But I love the fact that your two characters want the same thing. They just think they should get there in opposite ways. And so you manage to do this like enemies to lovers and like forced proximity without so many of the traditional devices that make forced proximity happen. Oh, Angelina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is like the hardest thing is that how do you get two people together? Like, yeah. little, you don't have to make it up. It's very difficult to make two people's lives meld together to make a partnership. Yeah. And so we just get to play with all of these tropes and all of this fun stuff. But that same complication of how do you get two people to, to figure out a way that they interact. And then it's also, it's love. So it's like, there has to be this innate sense of complicated understanding that finally when they are you know, a similar minds that it's exciting and it's exhilarating. It's lovely. Like a long-term love actually is. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) For you love everything about it. Oh my God. This was so fun. Angelina, thank you for coming to play with us. This is a blast. I can't believe we didn't do black dagger brotherhood before now. (laughs) I know it's fitting though, that this was the first. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad. I was like, is this too problematic? (laughs) Where can they find you on social media, Angelina? Best place is my website. It's angelinamlopez.com. I have a newsletter and so you can get swag and free reads and all kinds of things with my newsletter. Um, On TikTok, I'm author Angelina M. Lopez. On Instagram, I'm at Angelina M. Lowe. And on Twitter, I'm Angelina M. Lowe. And yeah, all the good places. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Next week, the fabulous Aveda Weiss is joining Katie and I to recap the first book in a duet, Desire the Star by Miranda Silver. When I tell you I was screaming in all the best ways, I mean it. If you're reading along with us, just be warned that it is a cliffhanger, but book two is already out and waiting for you. If you want to support the show, help us get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you're listening on right now. You can also sign up for the Temple of Defiant Joy at any level. If you have a joy-loving friend, we offer annual gift memberships as well, which will match for someone on our membership assistance waitlist. And you can follow us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Bonkers Romance. Now... Go enjoy your next bonkers read and remember, if you want to kick it up a notch, stick an H in there. <laughs>